When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, hello, and welcome back to Lola Pops Off About Dramas with your host, Lola. (laughs) I thought I would just hold that one out for you because... I'm excited. We have a new episode. And as you can see by the title, it will be a ramblings and musings with Lola episode. I have been wanting to do one of these after I kind of collected quite a few things I wanted to talk about or quite a few dramas I wanted to talk about. And so I think I've gathered that. And so I'm ready to to get to rambling and musing on just some thoughts. As usual, these type of episodes are just as they are titled. I will be talking and rambling about some dramas that I may be watching, that I um, have finished, that I want to watch, and just kind of ramble about my thoughts on that. And then also musings, as in if there's something deeper and greater for me to think on regarding K-dramas. I may throw out some of that. So if you don't mind sticking around and listening to some ramblings and musings, this is the episode for you. So I always, when I have these episodes, I have notes of all the dramas um, and the kind of topics that I want to discuss. And that's just so I, when I'm rambling, it's controlled, you know, like I'm rambling, but I know all the things I want to ramble on Um, because I don't want to leave anything off when... I do these types of episodes. So I always end up just squeezing in a lot of different things. I have my list in front of me, so I am going to see what I have to start. So first on my list, like right on the top, is I have just Lovers of the Red Sky. So if you've already kind of seen some, you know, listened to my other episodes, I did do a first impressions on Lovers of the Red Sky. And it was actually a first impressions unlike any of my other first impressions because I um, waited until after I had watched four episodes of Lovers of the Red Sky to do a first impressions. Typically, I'm doing, you know, first impressions with just the first two episodes, just like off, off the bat, the first week. But in that... <laughs> In that first impressions episode, I expressed how confused I was in the first week of the drama that I had to stick around to even just figure out what it was about first in order to do my first impressions, which were the, you know, episodes three and four. But I did realize about Lovers of the Sky is that I, as much as it's like, okay, maybe I think I understand it a little bit more. I'm not as confused watching it because I am up to speed with it. I have watched um all the recent episodes. I want to say we're on episode six. Am I making that up? You guys can, yeah, I think we're on episode six. So I've watched, you know, all the way through to episode six, which is usually a good telltale, you know, episode, um, traditionally. 
But I have to say that we took a break from it last week because of Trusalk Holiday, and so we didn't get to see the you know episode seven and eight. But after watching episodes five and six um, a couple weeks, you know, two weeks ago, I kind of just made up in my mind that I don't know if I like this drama. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know if I like it. And again, it's not because I'm confused anymore because I'm not. I think I know what's going on. But what I'm having issues with is that a lot of the choices and decisions that are being made in the drama, I don't care about. And that to me is always a telltale of me not liking a drama. And I'm feeling that way with Lovers of the Red Sky. What I am liking a little bit, though, I like I said, I'm liking the main our main character who is played by Kim Yoo Jung, and that she's this you know woman painter in this day and age where women weren't painters, and she's like going, you know, she's a part of this prestigious academy, and you know, like that aspect, I'm really liking that story. But tying it in with this this guy, this this boy that she knew when she he was younger, but like he's like wanting this revenge on the king, and like his storyline, I don't, I'm sorry, I don't care about. But I like her character. I care about her. And unfortunately, he is a part of her um, story, and I don't really like his character. I don't think it, he makes sense. I, 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 I don't really care about it. And that is frustrating because the whole point is that, you know, there's this, you know, this love story. And I'm not, I'm not caring about the love. I like her story, her, because like the last couple episodes, she, they had a, she was a, taken apart in a competition for painting. And I loved that. I love those, those scenes of like her painting and them judging the paintings and what they judged them on. And then I also like the prince, like there's a prince who also is kind of interested in her character. And I like him as well. <laughs> and the problem is when you like the second male lead, it just sets you up for a just disappointment and hurt and pain. And I am going down that with this Lovers of the Red Sky so far. I like um, the prince. I like his interaction with her. I even like the fact that he was like, you know, he was thinking of her as this kind of this painter who only painted for money and she didn't understand real art. And but then seeing her painting in the competition and then like realizing like she's like a divine painter literally um it was it was nice to see all of that and I like that aspect of the drama but I don't think that's gonna stick around for much longer um like there was a recent like there was like a little kiss scene with her and the other the male lead character and I just was like okay like (laughs) next like I wasn't I wasn't into it at all so yeah lowers in the red sky and I are not we're not we're not doing too well and I'm sad about that and I'm hurt and I'm disappointed will I give them another week yes I will give them and I'm getting to the midpoint with lovers of the red sky to really see how I feel that's typically what I try to do if the you know first couple drop first couple episodes didn't completely just turn me off which it hasn't like I said there are aspects of the drama that I'm really enjoying um so I want to give it the next two weeks and in next two episodes and see if something magically changes for me but right now I'm I'm definitely on the fence of you know stepping my foot out and going the opposite direction with Lovers of the Red Sky. So that was my first kind of like thought I wanted to express to update you on how I'm feeling about Lovers of the Red Sky. Okay, so next, speaking of historical period dramas, 
if you've listened to me in the past, you know, I will, I sometimes like to mention how when I'm watching, you know, dramas every week or, you know, every month you have all these dramas that you're watching. I like to have a historical period drama in the mix. I love it. I love historical period dramas. I like them. I think they're great. I like to have them. It it just kind of breaks up the monotony of some kind of like, you know, modern, you know, settings. So Lovers in the Red Sky was was going to be on my list. I was going to watch it because I was in need of a period drama. The last one I had watched, um, I can't remember the name right now, but basically, oh, both some. That was the last one I had watched, and that was weeks, I mean, months ago. So I was like, okay, it's time. I need a period drama. I'm in a drought. So Lovers of the Red Sky started, and I was like, okay, I'm having a hard time with this, but, you know, it's a period drama, so I'm going to give it the best that I can get, you know? But in the midst of me watching Lovers of the Red Sky and all my other current dramas, I decided to look back at my kind of long list of to watch dramas that I've always wanted to watch, never found the time to, or always wanted to watch, but I'm not sure if I'm in the mood to watch this type of drama. And one of the dramas I've had on this watch list for years now, because it was years ago that it aired, was the drama Queen for Seven Days. I was already kind of on the fence as far as like with Lovers of the Red Sky, but I was still wanting a period drama. So I thought, hey, I got this period drama on my list. I've been avoiding it for years now. I know why I was avoiding it, but I was like, okay, it's time for me to to give it a try. So the reason, let me just say why it was been on my list to watch for all these years and why I've been avoiding watching it. Just from when it started airing, I every the, the the setup was perfect as far as like the main actors. You have some of my absolute faves in the leads, and I when it you know was getting promoted and all of that when it was airing, I was excited, <laughs> hands down. So there was no reason why I would not have wanted to check this drama out. However, I'm a little baby. And no offense to babies, but I am a little baby in that I can only handle certain sad things at once. And usually if I learn ahead of time that a drama is sad or has like this kind of sad trajectory or ending, I will completely just disregard and say, nope, I'm not watching that. I've been like that since I was young and like just watching regular movies and things like that. If I found out from a friend or someone that the movie was sad, it had a sad ending, I would never watch the movie. I would just like avoid it and be like, nope, no, thank you. I'm not here for that. But if I start watching something and I don't know or I'm aware that it's going to be sad, you know, I typically can get through it and I'm fine. But for Queen for Seven Days, I had already learned from the up, you know, up front that it was going to be not the happiest story. It literally is called Queen for Seven Days. And so that doesn't give you much hope um, if you you know think about it. Um, and it was based off of, you know, real historical figures who the story is kind of plain in sight you can see what happened to them in history so it's like this is what's going to happen in the drama so nothing about this drama outside of like I like the leads made me realize like I think I should watch this I was like absolutely not I don't think I should watch this I'm not set up and built this way um I was not in the mood to watch it back in 2017 (laughs) I think that's when it was airing and so I just left it on my end to watch list I was like I don't think it's a bad one I don't think it's a horrible drama. And maybe when I get the strength up, I'll watch it one day. So 
I got my strength up and I watched it in three days. <laughs> I marathoned those 20 episodes in like three days time. And boy, was it a ride. Um, I absolutely, the drama itself was an absolute it was so difficult to watch and not in like the traditional sense of like oh it was like blood and gore and just like depressing no it was something very like unsatisfactory about the entire drama every single way like like every step of the way every moment that you thought you were like watching I was marathoning because I was having this anxiety while watching it where it was like something was always going wrong and you know when you usually are watching something where it's like the you know things are happening and things are going wrong and things are going sour you watch to see when things go up and things are happy and things don't go sour and so that's why I felt like I was marathoning it because I was waiting to get to that point where things would be looking up and there were happy moments and there were sweet moments and there was like this is great this is joy this is why we went through all that pain and this drama never gave me that it never brought me to the top it always kept me like right on the edge of it being like here we go here's gonna be the happy moment we're almost there and nope terribleness happens and it just would fall right back down so it was always that throughout the drama so there was no point of being completely satisfied with the pain that the drama put you through even to the final final scene of this drama it still was just, just never, no, no happy, no, no happy ending. Like even the ending in itself was just like, this is the best we got for you. This is the best that we can give you. This is based off of real, real, real fictional, you know, real historical uh, figures. This is what the facts is. This is it. And I was just like, okay, (laughs) I went through all of that for this. And it was really all of that for this. I did not. And I knew there was a reason. Like I said, I knew there was a reason I was avoiding watching it because of that. Like that was it. However, in saying all of that about Queen for seven days, I really, really did love the story though. Like that's what's crazy. As much as it was like unsatisfactory, I never got any joy from this drama as far as like the thing that I wanted the most was just to, for them to be happy. Though I never really got that. There were so many elements of this story that you can tell were based off of historical, like real things that happened because it was just like, this is the facts. This is what happened and you could take it or leave it. But it gave this kind of period K-drama, this historical period drama, something different than other period dramas because you can tell they were really, really pulling from like real happenings and they weren't always pretty. They were a little messy. They were difficult. And you're like, what? That's what's going on? And I loved it. I absolutely loved it. So this was just a love-hate experience watching Queen for seven days as much as I love the performances and I love the actual story, which was not a happy story, but I love the story. I love the characterizations of the king and the prince. I love the characterizations. I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. I love the, the interactions with the characters. I love the chemistry between the characters. absolutely loved so much about this drama. But in the same breath, I was so unhappy with it. I I mean, it just did not make me happy at the end. And that's a hard thing to reconcile, like to be unhappy with the drama, but yet love a lot about it. I can't explain it any better than that. Like that's it. I, I had two reactions to this drama simultaneously and I can't change that. 
but I'm so glad I watched it finally. That's the point. Like as much as I, like I said, had had such a, a hate towards it, I absolutely have a lot of love for it. So that was a highlight of my kind of drama watching experiences in the last month or so, like watching and mar- like marathoning Queen for seven days. I know it's not a new airing drama, but for me, that was such a, it was, it was great. I mean, the characters were great. I mean, and um, the one of our male lead, main male leads was um, Lee Yolk. He was played by Yeon Woo Jin. And I have to do, this is me rambling right now. Woo Jin, I adore him. <laughs> I don't know how else to say this, but like there's something about him as an actor that every time I've seen him in roles, he has this element to him that is like, where is that coming from? I don't know where it's coming from, but I love it. There's something dark about him. There's something a little sinister about him. There's something sexy about him. And it's just like, he does, he brings that even in like some of his comedic roles. And it's like, I don't, I can't explain that. I don't know what it is. And when I say sinister, it's not like evil, but he's just like, there's, he's not like, he's not all good. You know, even when he's being good, he's not all good. And I don't know. It's just really, really nice to see sometimes. And he brings that to a lot of his characters and I absolutely am a fan of him. I think he's amazing. I was so enamored with him in that drama that it triggered me wanting to watch him and things that I've watched him in the past in. And so I have recently started rewatching one of my fave dramas um, that he's in and it's uh, Marriage Not Dating. So yeah, the Queen for Seven Days has really made my like past month. Like it really has has sh- shaken some things up for me. Um, yeah, so that was my rambling about Queen for Seven Days. All right, so next on my list, I have um, just a quick note. I want to talk about Yumi Sales real quick. So I did a first impressions of Yumi Sales. Please go listen to it. But other than that. I just want to give you an update. We're on week two. We just finished week two of Yumi Sales and I am in love with Yumi Sales. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Why is it so good? Why is it so relatable? Why is it like hit me in the chest every time I watch an episode? Like I just feel like it's it's living out, like it's speaking to me personally, like everything about it. Like some of the lines are like, why are you quoting me? Like that's how I feel about this drama. Yumi's sales is amazing. Like I get the hype. I understand it. I cannot praise this drama enough right now. Um, yeah, just a quick note. Want to shout out Yumi's sales. Absolutely amazing. Um, another drama that I am currently watching is <laughs> You Raise Me Up. Oh my goodness. So let's talk about You Raise Me Up. I... I did not want to watch this drama for any other reason, but it was like, when I heard what the the plot was about, I was like, what? So basically, You Raise Me Up is about a um, character named Do Yongshik, who is a 31-year-old man, and he is having a lot of issues. He has not... Um, found a career yet he has basically been studying um, to pass the civil service exam for many many years he doesn't have much money works part-time and 
he recently discovers that he is um he has he's impotent as in like he has erectile dysfunction and he's young and he's just like this doesn't make any sense but he goes to a clinic to find out you know to help and figure figure out that situation and he meets his first love there as the doctor and she totally um probes him and all of that and he's like horrified and she's a little horrified because in her mind he was this grand figure and she thought he was the best guy in the world and she compares her current boyfriend to him only to see him in her clinic and realize he's nothing of what the sort of what she envisioned he would be in the future so that's kind of like their their story and it's a trip I think it's like only gonna be like eight episodes so it's not a long drama and you can tell because like some of it moves really really fast and like gets choppy at times where it's like they're jumping and it's like that they didn't explore that well enough um so that's a little frustrating with this drama um it feels a little choppy and rushed but you know it's interesting (laughs) in that you know like what kind of you know romance story is this where you know a man falls in love with his urologist like it's 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 an it's an interesting story but either way um you you go through this kind of process with um Yongshik to realize that his 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 issue his actual physical issue is really a mental thing and he has to kind of work on that and self-confident and and things of that nature to you know heal himself so that's kind of a nice story I'm not you know in the sense of like whatever it's very cheeky obviously even the title you raise me up um but yeah so it's a it's it's a weird little quick quirky drama I'm I'm not gonna highly recommend it like I said there's some of the writing is not good um um, at all. I mean, even some of the acting is like struggling a little bit for me, which is weird because I like everybody in here. So it was a little weird for me. Um, but other than that, it was, it was a little, it's a little interesting, but I am watching that one. I'll hopefully be done with that pretty soon. But yeah, that's another one that I am uh, watching. Oh, you know what? Something else I noticed in the last couple episodes of watching this drama was like, it was bothering me like to the point where I was like I don't know if this is like typical of k-dramas but for me it's not working and it was this disregard for like medical ethics you know like she's his doctor and she basically is quite familiar with him like she knows him as an individual you know like outside of this and she like goes out of her way to like treat him and in treating him she's like going to his apartment, you know, taking him places, going, you know, being very immersive in his treatment. And she discusses his situation with her boyfriend, who's a a psychologist. And I'm like, is that allowed? You know, like, it's very, it it seemed like it's going against some kind of code um, of ethics in the medical field. And it was, it's it's a little icky, um, a lot icky. And I'm like, it makes the main girl, like our main character played by Hani, it makes her character as a doctor look very immature and childish. It it makes her not look at all like a doctor. It's like, she's not, she's not representing a doctor very well. And so as a character, she doesn't, you don't buy her as a doctor. And then Hani as the actress playing a doctor, you don't buy her as well. So it's just not a good, not a good mix. Um, 
and it doesn't help the story. Like I said, it doesn't help the rushness and the choppiness. It's it just di- completely disregards some like ethics going on. And yeah, it's it's a it's a weird drama. I'm gonna be honest. It's a weird drama. I'm not completely sold. Like I said, on the relationship or anything like that. But I was interested to see like how they were gonna address this idea of like this guy dealing with his mental situation to address like a physical manifestation of the the trauma or you know things that he's dealt with. So that part of it, you know, kind of working with that character is not that bad. But like the doctor elements and how poorly they're being portrayed, and then like her falling, her them forming a relationship even though she's his doctor technically like I don't know that stuff was a little that stuff is a little weird I I mean I'm probably gonna finish it because there's only eight episodes and I've made it this far but yeah it's not the best drama and I do not kind of like highly recommend it let me just say that um but yeah that's what is to talk about you raise me up next on my list I have let me just let me get this out of the way so I in my former earlier ramblings um, episodes, I continue to talk about lost or human disqualification and how excited I was for it that I thought it was going to be going to be the best drama of the year. Oh my gosh, I can't wait for it to start airing. La 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 la. So lost human disqualification has been airing for quite some time now. And I've only watched don't judge me I've only watched (laughs) I've only watched the first two episodes and I don't know what to tell you I really don't okay so I wanted to bring it up so that I can admit my fault um and and be honest and upfront with you all um so I wasn't being fake um but I did want to bring it up just to mention that I'm not done with Lost. I'm not done with watching it. I am. I don't like that the format that I have to watch it. That's one of my I think big holds up, hold up, hold ups, hold ups with this drama is that I have to watch it on an app, and I'm not used to watching things on an app. I usually watch things like on my TV on an app. You know what I mean? So. So it's just like that's not fun. But then also my first, the first two episodes had me completely in tears, and so that was like, like I said, when you find out, like when I find out that it's gonna be a hard one to watch, you know, and gonna be having me crying in every episode, then I was like, okay, do I really want to watch this? And then that kind of also deterred me from keeping up and with the drama. However, I'm not completely done. I want to give this drama a try. I want to really, really give it a real go, you know, and not just disregard it and be like, oh, yeah, I I totally watched it and I didn't. So I want to give it a try. If I do, this is what I can say. If I do get to at least the midpoint of human disqualification or loss, I will do a midpoint review. And if you see me do a midpoint review, then you will know that I am watching this drama. But if you don't see a midpoint review, (laughs) that means that I've given up and that I couldn't do it. And that I'm sorry. And I apologize in advance. Okay. Like seriously, I'm, I feel horrible about it because I, like I said, I really wanted to watch this, this drama and I was really looking forward to it. But those first two episodes messed me up. And the fact that it's on ITE and not on Vicky or somewhere else, it's just like so frustrating, but yeah, wanted to bring that up. So you guys know where I stand with that 
drama as of now. But if you see a midpoint review come up with it, that means I've made it and we're good to go. All right. So that was one drama on my list to talk about. Okay, next, I want to talk about um, The Veil. Okay, so The Veil, The Veil, The Veil. I'm going to be honest with you. I have been looking forward to watching The Veil since they first announced its production and like the cost and everything they were going to be putting into it and who and when they announced the lead. I was always looking forward to it. Some things in the recent weeks leading up to it have led me not to look that much forward to it. However, I still decided to go ahead and start it and watch it. So The Veil, I think we have gotten down four episodes of The Veil, two weeks of The Veil, and apparently it's doing really well, Like, which is cool, right? It's an action, you know, CIA, NIS, you know, political um drama and there's like mystery to it and kind of like trying to figure out like uh, our main character's past and what happened to him and all of that so and one thing I also will note is that it's super 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 bloody like it's super super violent like I feel like I haven't seen a drama this violent since I think I guess DP DP was very violent let me be honest but like this one is also very very violent and just like blood and gore almost for no reason right so one of the things I was like I don't know if I want to watch this but I was sticking it out and because now I realize like a lot of it is like just unnecessarily bloody and just like dramatically bloody I'm like I can't I'm getting over the bloody part of it But what I'm not getting over with this drama is the actual story, the actual plot of this drama. It is a, you know, like I said, a spy, NIS. And NIS I'm thinking of is the same as like CIA, if you're familiar with the CIA in kind of like American terms. Um, It's that kind of same kind of entity in a country, the NIS. And it's about these these agents who are sent on these, these missions abroad to like, you know, take down criminals of other places. And this one is kind of geared around drugs. And the criminals behind like these huge drug, you know, schemes that are like to bring drugs into Korea and things like that. So we have a agent who goes through that process and is at one point basically captured, tortured and disappears for a year. And he shows back up and they get him back to work after they realize like he's lost his memory for the past year that he had been away and, and, and hidden. And we don't know where he went. But so he basically has to figure out what happened to him and his his colleagues who were dead. So he's going through that mission to find that out, that information. So this is not a new action story at all. Like, I mean, at all. Like, it's just not new. I feel like we've seen it in all kinds of ways. Um, It has some elements of like a born identity or like even to me, like City Hunter, which is one of my favorite K-dramas. And, um, you know, like things like that. I even have seen this element of the fight club in it, which I don't know if they're going to take that route. But there's like this element of like the Tyler Durden, like isn't a real person. Like he... what he's experiencing may be psychological you know what I mean like his memory missing and then like him remembering things may be really because he was the cause of everything so he 
got rid of his memory for that reason to hide the fact that he's the real reason he's the real issue he's the real killer you know that kind of thing but either way it's not being it's because it's the story is nothing new under the sun all the action and all the like ooh, the intrigue of like will he find this out will he not it's not interesting because you can see i at least for me while watching it i can see how every scene is gonna end like i see i know how every scene's gonna happen and how the next scene's gonna happen how the, what the next episode's gonna be about like i almost feel like i know everything about this drama and i've just started watching it and I'm not enjoying that like I feel like I'm not on the edge of my seat at any point and maybe that's because it's the first two episodes and we just kind of started jumping into things but we jumped into a lot very early on so I'm just like why am I not intrigued by this drama why do not why am I not excited about the mystery of like what happened to him and his colleagues you know I'm not interested I feel like I know what happened to him I'm gonna be honest with you so I'm just like why is it why is it coming across that way? I can't really tell yet. Um, I don't know. I don't know. But I'm not having a good time with The Veil, going to be honest. I'm not impressed. I know that people are, like I said, the ratings are doing really well. So people are watching it. But I, and me included. But I'm not impressed by it. I'm going to watch it, you know, to see if it becomes better. I think that's what I want to watch it for. It's like to almost see, will it surprise me? Because right now, I'm not. I'm not seeing it at all but you know to each his own i'm giving lavelle a try we'll see what happens will i be doing a first impressions well that was my first impression will i be doing a midpoint or anything like that probably not i mean if i end up loving this drama past the midpoint to the ending then i may do overall impressions of this drama but right now i'm not sure i'm 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 that in love with it i'm gonna be completely honest with you (laughs) okay so now what are we going to look at next? Um, yes. So next on my list, I just want to shout this out. Um, okay. So this is kind of like the category of dramas that I'm like, I think I'm, I'm ready to watch this. think I want to watch this or I, I'm not watching this and maybe I should be. I don't know. Maybe someone tell me that kind of thing. So one of the dramas that I like am not watching and I tried to, I started it. I watched the first episode, but I was like, I don't know. Um, it's hometown cha-cha-cha. This right now is like the top drama, right? Currently, I mean, past the Squid Game or whatever, but like, you know what I mean? Like traditional drama, K dramas. Hometown Cha 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 has been doing amazing. I've heard so many things about it. I feel like people absolutely are in love with it. Um, I, on the other hand, I watched the first episode and I kind of was like, I don't want to watch a story about a dentist. I'm going to be honest with you. Like that was one of my things. And I feel really, really bad because my best friend is a dentist. And so she was quite offended when I said that. (laughs) But it's just because like dentists and like the idea of like people having to go to a dentist, like kind of like, it's like a little traumatic for me. But either way, I, that aside, I still was like, just not drawn to, the leads like I wasn't like sure if I went to watch their story as far as like them falling in love because I know this drama is based off of a Korean movie that I have seen and though that drama was that movie was fine and it was good you know it was fine what what threw me off about this movie being turned into a drama was that I didn't I think it works the story works better as a movie so I'm kind of hesitant to start a drama with a movie 
plot in mind if that makes sense you know like some things should be shows and some things should be movies and some things can be both I don't know if the, I believe this story should also be a drama but that could just be me finding reasons not to watch this drama um but yeah so hometown cha-cha-cha I'm not watching it I'm not saying that I won't watch it if you feel very strongly that I should be watching it let me know because I will. I will watch it if I if everyone's just like, no, this is such a good drama. You will regret not watching this. Let me know because I will put it on my to watch list and I will get to it. Um, but right now it's not on my to watch list. And that's my problem. I want to know, should I have this on my to watch list? So, yeah, hometown cha cha cha. The other dramas that I want to watch or I'm looking forward to watching, um, one of them is called High Class. So I am not watching this drama. It has already started airing, um, but I love the main actress in this drama. She is a absolute queen. She's played by... um, Oh, what's her name? Yo Jung. Um, Cho Young Jung is the actress and I absolutely adore her. I think she's absolutely magnificent. I think she's gorgeous. She is just top tier, right? So I was like, okay, I might want to watch this. Um, I didn't, I don't really know much about it, but I was thinking that I would want to watch this. The only problem is, is that I have no freaking idea where to watch this drama at. <laughs> Like, I know there's like this other website that it's airing on that I've never even heard of before. But I was like, I don't know how to use that website. So I'm confused. So we'll see. Um, but I do want to watch this drama called High Class uh, with Yo Jung in it. And and yeah, I want to watch it, but I don't know where. So I'm going to, that's one of my kind of things on my to-do list. It's like, find out how to watch High Class. <laughs> Um, but yeah, and that's one drama that I want to watch. Um, upcoming dramas that I'm looking forward to would definitely be The King's Affection. So we got a period drama coming up, which I'm more excited about um, than I think um, Lovers of the Red Sky. Um, it has Rowan Ro- Ro- in it, and it also has Park Eun-bi in it. And I like them both, so I'm super excited about that. I also like there's like mistaken identity. She's playing, you know, like there's like the cross roles where she's like playing a boy or prince when she's really a girl. And I, that's my mo. That's my setup. I'm there all the time. Give me that. So I'm super excited about that. I will be watching this. I really am excited for it to start. I think it's going to be starting in October. So super, super excited about that one. And then there's also going to be um, another Netflix one that I'm looking forward to watching, which is my name. I am really excited about this one. Why? I can't tell you. Um, I'm not saying it. it's because I'm a huge fan of... Um, of my girl Han So He, who did me dirty and nevertheless, but I will say that I'm liking kind of like this action version of her and I'm liking like the crime, crime mob kind of situation that she's going to be put into. And because it's going to be, you know, Netflix, they're going to kind of push the envelope there. Um, but yeah, I'm excited about it. And I'm like, is it even a drama or is it like a movie? Like, I can't really figure that out. Um, but I'm excited to watch it. I think it's going to be pretty cool. And I also like An Bo Hyun. Like, he's 
great. So I'm excited to see him um, in that role as well. So either way, I will be watching my name. I'm excited to watch it. I know it's coming October 15th. So yeah, super excited about that. So now let me just go over my notes and make sure I touched on all of my dramas and rambled and used enough for you all. And I think I, I think I have, I think I touched everything. So this has been my, you know, ramblings and musings episode. I, I had, like I said, I collected a lot of things that I had wanted to talk about. Um, one thing I did not mention was Squid Game, which I know is the talk of the town across the world um, as far as that drama. Um, and not just like people who watch K, K, you know, entertainment. So I'm really, you know, I'm impressed by that. I'm super excited that they're having that kind of moment. Um but will I be watching Squid Game? Because <laughs> I have yet to watch it. I also have not ruined anything, so I wouldn't feel bad. Um, I don't think I, I don't think it's too late for me to jump in and watch it. But I also, I don't know if I want to watch it. It seems a lot depressing to me. It reminds me of like some older like Japanese films that I've watched in the past, where it's like there's no happy ending, everyone dies, you know, like that kind of thing. Um, I don't know if I want to live through those moments again. Um, I did hear, though, about Gong Yu's um, cameo. And I was like, uh, maybe I should just watch the episode that his cameo was in. <laughs> but either way, I'm not sure I'm going to watch it. I'm not a big fan of, like, everyone dying, everyone out to kill each other. Uh, no, not my M.O. Even though I know people are like, it's so good. They're so involved. It's so good. It's so great. Everyone's performance is great. I know, I know, I know. I don't know if I can watch the Squid Game. I'm going to be honest. Like, I just know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't. Um, but I'm excited for everybody who was in it and who's did amazing in it. And everyone's been talking about them. And I'm like, yes, yes, yes. Um, and I know everyone's been talking about Lee Yumi, who is a model turned actress. And she's also um, the girlfriend of my, oh my gosh. I, what is, now I can't think of his name when I'm ready to talk about him. But yeah, she's a model turned actress. And she's been in a lot of, things and she's really been building herself as an actress for a while so I'm excited for her it seems like everyone's in love with her <laughs> which I think is like that's fair I think that's fair oh and not Yumi but also I'm not I'm sorry not Kim Yumi I mean Ho Young, Jung um Ho Young she is the model turn actress that everyone is talking about she's not been in a lot of things um I think Squid Game might be her first role that she's ever acted in and I am hearing how amazing she's done um but I am familiar with her as an actress but also she is the girlfriend of uh, one of my um one of my fave actors I can't remember his name right now oh my gosh I should have been more prepared with that but either way I'm super excited to hear like she's getting this love and that's gonna just probably encourage her to be in more things in the future so yeah I am yeah I squid game go squid game I support squid game can I watch Squid Game? No, probably not. But I take your word for it that it's amazing. And I trust that it's amazing. And yay. Yay. <laughs> so now, yeah, that's my final thoughts. Um, I think I've hit everything that I wanted to hit. Um, yeah. So that's all for this episode. And I want to thank you so much for listening. And whether you're listening in the morning or in the afternoon or in the evening, I hope you have a great day. So everyone, it's been real. Lola's off.